Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and today I am joined by Kai and Ben on this very momentous special episode, the first episode of our Tears of the Kingdom season. Guys, how you doing? Good. Good. Doing well. That's, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's the usual, man. It's the usual. Just the usual. I was, I don't know. I'm always expecting something different. You guys have been just keeping it, you've been keeping me, uh... You know, I, I haven't done anything different in my life. Uh, Royal Mao have decided to shaft me um, and not deliver my copy of yeah. Breath of the Wild, uh, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, which we'll get into. Cancel him. Get yep. off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, like I said, this is the episode one of our Tears of the Kingdom season, and like I said in last week's episode in Immortality, this was going to be a special one because I really wanted, I mean, not only me personally, was very excited for this game and had been hyped for it for a very long time, but I wanted to bring on guests for every single one of those episodes. So joining us today is Colby from the Switch It Up podcast. Colby, how you doing, man? It's good to have you back on the show. Appreciate it. It's great to be back. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Jared, I feel like we just are on a continuous loop talking about this game. Uh, so we might just be <laughs> continuing so we did on our end, but happy to be here. Yep. Happy to get into it. Shocked that we have Ben and Kai here to join us based off our Breath of the Wild episode, but not complaining at all. <laughs> I mean, I round have, two. I have no choice but to be here um, because <laughs> Ben's obligated to. Yeah, <laughs> Ben tried to get out of it, obligated. and I was like, fuck that, you're coming on the Oh, no, I can't find my copy. I guess you have to go without me. <laughs> my game didn't get delivered. Um, yeah, but in played Zelda in the background. Off the off like the intro, you would think that this was uh, Jared's pick, but it was not. No. It was, it was there's, a, pick. there's a lot more passion coming from Jared than there is ever going to come from me about yeah. <laughs> Kai's Kai's clout goblin just kind of end up lining up with my interest yeah. when Zelda came out. Yeah, my, so hey, my, just my love of both. SEO uh, yeah. really <laughs> did me dirty. I was like, oh, the blood moons aligned, and it just so happened that Tears uh, of the Kingdom released. <laughs> yeah, at that point. Yeah, uh, but Colby, if the people at home don't know about the Switch It Up podcast, why don't you let them know? Well, Switch It Up, simply put, is your all things Nintendo podcast hosted by myself and my lifelong best friend. Tyler, uh, I don't really have much more than that because who? I don't even know if we know where the show is going at this point. You know, we just pop in wherever <laughs> yes, we want. But we pop in. It's usually for three or four hours these days. So you know, mm-hmm. if it's Nintendo, enough, we uh, yeah, enough time to stretch out over an entire month if you want to get like an hour per week or something. But yeah, we're a lot more guest oriented these days, which I think's been great. Uh, had you on recently. Had Nick on from yep. Friday Night Gamecast on recently. Basically, just your chill. You know, young like adult life starting podcasters talking about stuff they love. So uh, this game will be talked to to death on that show, I'm sure, because yes, this is the game that kind of started our show. Ironically enough, but yeah, that's really the Switch It Up podcast. If any of that interests you, um, if you have four hours to kill, go go check out. <laughs> if you need if you need some time to kill at work, the Switch It Up podcast is perfect. You got three almost borderline four hour episodes. They're great. Fantastic. It's real work. Yeah, you saw the term like long form content and you were like, all right, cool. Let's go. Hold, hold my beer. I'll show you fucking long form. <laughs> yeah, it's, so we were talking about like, let's work less, but when we do show up to work, it's for a very long time. So I don't know if we're working less. 
days, but <laughs> right. You know, what can you do? Yeah, but I I can't recommend switching up podcasts more. They're a fantastic show. Like Kobe was saying, I was on there just recently talking kind of theories and leading up to Tears of the Kingdom. And if you won't want more conversations with the four of us, we did a is Breath of the Wild overrated episode where we were uh, looking at Breath of the Wild in maybe a different light. So if you want that, go check that out. Because it was uh what is that in an honest and transparent light? That, <laughs> is that the, absolutely is that the light. Okay, it's the truth. The truth that it's fantastic. I will say with 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 this game out now, the I can't wait for like the YouTube and podcast episodes, like a year or two of like the Breath of the Wild retrospectives. Now that this game's out, it's going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting looking back at Breath of the Wild after playing Tears of the Kingdom now, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> one single tier. Okay, well, let's get into a little housekeeping before jumping into this episode. If you don't know, Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in a book club format. What we'll do is the three of us will each take turns choosing a game. We'll then break that game into sections and come together each week to talk about those sections specifically. We dive into everything involved in the game, but more specifically is we dive deep into the narrative and story. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers for whatever we're playing, either play the game first and come back and listen, or you can play along right with us. But if that sounds interesting to you, you can head to playalongpod.com to get all of our content or wherever you find your podcasts. And if you like what you hear and want a little bit extra, we have a members paid section where we do some bonus content in one of the tiers. And the second tier is we have a video game themed D&D podcast that has been handcrafted by Ben himself. And the the most recent episode is up now and up for everybody. And it was a wild time. Fantastic. Work, so man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was um. <laughs> Yeah, the, the group get into a fight with Bowser, um, and <laughs> shit is emotional, and uh, oh God, it really was. Nave brings the chaos, which is exactly what I was looking for, so that was definitely the right call, I think. And it was it was so perfect that we were completely in the dark. Like, I had no idea Nave <laughs> was showing up. There was, like, a soundbite in our chat, and I was like, yeah, sure, he's going to be a soundbite. And then Nave's voice comes out of nowhere, and I was... I was genuinely fun i had so much fun doing that episode so go check it out if you want to hear the episodes leading up to that point and any future episodes go to the website and uh jump into that tier because it's a lot of fun and ben puts a lot of hard work into it so give us money to pay for ben's <laughs> emotional damage I say, you guys are big leaguers now got your own website got all this extra content going on like we've been lapped <laughs> we're just we're, we're content goblins that's all Honestly. any idea we have like how can we make a content yeah yeah we you know like we we are that yeah, way all of us yeah. well we, we we are a play along pod entity <laughs> definitely so not jared every time he has an idea who's like i'm gonna make this podcast I'm like did you like six and you're on everyone else's podcast <laughs> yeah exactly. he's the fucking charlie day meme but instead of trying to solve a mystery it's just working it's, out it's, it's connecting it's my schedule of how i can line up the podcast I, and I'm say, on that week. I don't know if it is the spirit of zelda this morning but that intro was very well done that was one of your better intros uh, of the, of oh, the previous you. like many episodes we've done every i said this before in multiple episodes but every time i finish that intro i feel like i'm out of breath and i can't <laughs> breathe i'm like okay cool <laughs> someone else please talk yeah, <laughs> someone please talk and stop me from talking, please. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick music break here. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the introduction of Tears of the Kingdom. We'll see you in a second. 
In the last episode, we wrapped up our time talking about Ben's interstitial game, Immortality with Slade. It was an interesting episode for sure. So if you want to hear our takes on another FMV title, uh, go check it out. You know what the most interesting part was? The like 70 million people in our Discord who were like, oh my God, Immortality. It's amazing. I love that game. It's amazing. And I'm like, man, what is happening? (laughs) Are we getting punked? What do you like? Oh. Come on, come on, baby girl. You you know you know I'm an indie hoe. Also, there's been a lot of games on this podcast I've played and enjoyed, but that one, other than the titties, which cheers mm-hmm. to titties. There was a lot of titties. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, there really was. Uh, yes, go listen to that. It's very it's very interesting hearing all of our takes on this. And Ben is determined to find an FMV that there is the majority rule where all of us enjoy so one day i've decided that what it is is i keep diving into the niche side of fmvs which is already a niche genre um and Mm. i feel like i just kind of need to hit you up with like the standard fmv and then let you guys kind of go from there i don't know if it is the uh the amount of time that has passed since we've played simulacra but i remember not hating it like yeah i thought it was okay maybe after playing immortality i told kyle's like did I enjoy something? <laughs> yeah. I might go back to that episode and it's just gonna be me like, this is fucking shit. But now it feels like, wow, that was good. It was cohesive. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, so I mean, usually what we do at the top of these episodes is we always talk about our, our history with our the experience. game. Yeah. The game's been out at this point for maybe a week, ten days or so. So yeah. I will really have I want to hear where people are at because I have just gotten down to the ground. I finished this section last night because I mm. have control. Uh, but for those of us who suffer, and I know Ben hasn't played anything because you know Royal so, Mail. <laughs> let's start there. Let's start. There. So, okay. Um, okay. So, f- okay. We'll start with your Royal Mail story. Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I ordered a copy. Um, and it was before payday. And so I mm-hmm. bought it through one of those services is like pay in 30 days. Cause I was like, yeah, when payday comes, I can just pay fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ordered it. It said it got delivered on the 16th. Um, and I was like, Hmm, but where? Because as sure as fuck <laughs> isn't my house. Um, <laughs> and they had a photo of the the round the more royal mailman like posting it through a letterbox and you could see the doormat and i was like bro that's that's not my doormat like i know because I we have someone's got a free copy of tears of the kingdom just we have now. a that's fucking we have like a ned flanders doormat and it's green and this one was like bright orange <laughs> um and i was like well okay so now i had to call royal mail and i can't claim the refund on the item because it's not technically it's so fucking stupid. Even though it's uh, lost, it's not technically lost because Royal Mail haven't determined it to be lost because they be haven't lost. finished it. It's just it. lost for you. They're like, I yeah. delivered it. Is it the wrong place? I mean, yeah, but it was delivered. Yeah, like, it got fucking delivered, bro. What do you want? Like, um, So, yeah, that's the situation we're in at the moment. Um, they've said they're going to talk to the guy who delivered it and get him to knock on the person's <laughs> door and get my parcel, which... <laughs> How is this I'm just... the system? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if somebody knocked on my door and was like, yo, I accidentally delivered a copy of Tears of the Kingdom, like, three days after yeah, it never came got it. out. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I won't be, I bro. That's, no, I just... Do you think I, your I, new king has anything to do with this? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, man. Wow. Hey. 
He's like really anti Nintendo, <laughs> which would track because like the Specifically. family is like hella racist. Or maybe he's so. taking advantage of the Britain Nintendo fans and getting mail sent to his mm. palace instead. Maybe he's. Oh shit! There. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, like it's gone to his place. Damn. Yeah, maybe he's something tells me that man can't work a Nintendo Switch with those fucking sausage fingers. So I don't think. <laughs> no. So um, got, you, you know he's got people turning on the console for him. All he's got to do is hold the controller. Oh, that's hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hundred percent a backseat gamer. He's having Willie oh, play yeah. it or something like. He doesn't. He doesn't even play to sit to watch someone in the critique. And judges them. Play. Yeah, like big um, Twitch guy. Yeah. So <laughs> I have watched um, up to the moment before you jump down into Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also have stopped at that point if I was playing because I also have control, and that's where we're stopping for for the podcast. Um, but I'm curious about yeah, used to because I have a feeling that used to are... kind of, I, I, I can fully imagine Jared having like an alt account on his Nintendo Switch like he has one I account- always did this <laughs> has, like, one account for the podcast and one account for like personal <laughs> I, uh, well, yes, I did almost do that, but I decided not to. I mean, luckily for you guys, and, and Kai knows this with Breath of the Wild, is I am incredibly meticulous when it comes to these games. So I spent like the first five, six, seven hours just on that Sky Island itself. Now, I have very much preceded that, but I've just now got story stuff. Like I'm probably 15, almost 20 hours in, and I've just been exploring. I just explore. I haven't hit a, a lick of story since just yesterday. Damn. So you're doing all the side shit. Okay. No, I'm in side quest. I haven't done any of that. I've just been, just been walking, walking around the world. He's just making big walking big dick in the sky island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, that's where I'm at in the story, uh, or the game at least. Colby, what about you? Well, how, first, are you do- how are you doing right now? First of all, I want to just... Uh, no one else is going to call Ben and Kai here, so I will for having self-control and only being on... For now, just getting off the Sky Islands. You guys are true heroes in the podcast industry. So thank you for your service. Yes, yes. I'm right around the same area as Jared. I've done a bit more side quest stuff. Story-wise, I'm probably further. I have done a dungeon. But primarily, it's it's been, you know, I don't really know a ton about the story, honestly. This has been much, for the first time in a long time, I said this in a lot of discords, but I really am just taking everything, like just exploring, just taking yeah. being being in a location i taking my time with it playing with new tools we have toolkit but yeah just going slow unlike my unlike my co-host on patriot who just decided <laughs> to speak around the shit out of it but tyler if if you're listening to this how first get some sleep please <laughs> but how have you finished this game already you know I mean, those I, I, are i'd go back through our text threads about him just having these crackpot theories at two in the morning and i have to get up to go to school at, in four hours but <laughs> You know, um, such as being an adult. But you could you can sleep with your, when you're dead. Zelda's yeah. out. You can sleep when you're dead. Sleep, yeah, this is like a... twenty hours in, like twenty four hours after the game came out. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's what he told me. He spent he spent twenty of those twenty four hours playing Zelda. Let's go. This is the first <laughs> game that's come out in my adult life that I've you know. So I haven't really had the time to speed run it. And on weekends, like I just don't have the mm. you know. I'll play for like three or four hours, but that's really it. So. That's not, as we all know, it's not enough time to make some significant progress yeah. in the story. Mm. So, you know, maybe, maybe a couple shrines right. every night, maybe a side quest or two, explore a little bit and put it down until the next day. It's kind of what I've been up to, but it's been a great pace for me. I'm really, I really enjoy where I'm yeah. at. I really enjoy what I've seen so far. I've, I mean, 
this might be the most like prisoner of the moment game in my lifetime with some of the stuff I've seen on social media about it. But mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll leave it there because I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that kind of stuff. So one yeah. thing I'll say for myself as well, just off the back of that, is um, I've not watched any trailers whatsoever. So I know yeah, Ben went in completely like I know on most absolutely things. fuck all about this. So um, not even the gameplay no, trailer. No, no, like no story beats. No, I didn't even know Matt Mercer was voicing Ganon. Um, I found that out through Jared in our community Discord. <laughs> me, me being very excited about that. <laughs> Jared was like, "Oh, everyone knows that like, Matt Mercer was like, it's basically confirmed. It was an open secret." And I was like, "Bro, where? What?" The like, second that trailer came and I heard his voice, I was like, "Matt, that's Matt Mercer." Like, I know that. I recognize that voice. There's, like, small things I noticed that, like, I mean, we'll get into like all the abilities you get and shit, but like. You can fuse a keys eyeball onto an arrow and it becomes a homing arrow. I'm mm -hmm. like, what? Apparently that was in a trailer. So that's all sort of stuff like that that I've missed yeah. not having seen it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and going off the back of what, what Colby was saying, like, yeah, this is kind of the, the pace that I've been doing this now because I also work and don't have all day to play Zelda plus playing being on other shows and playing other games for that and other kind of projects. I don't have all the time to dedicate to Zelda, which has helped me not just completely beeline and do all of this. But again, I'm very meticulous. So there's a lot of just exploring and absorbing the world as I go through it. How long mm. is this game? If you just like on how long to beat? Is that even? I think it's 56. Yeah. It's got to be like 40 plus hours. Easily. Yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, Breath of the Wild right now is 50, and I think Tears of the Kingdom, they've just, they've, they've updated as the times went on, because I think I checked like two days after, and it was like 48, but I think it's then in like the mid-50s at this point. 64 hours it currently sits at. Well. <laughs> 50 <laughs> hours main story, main and size is 68 and a half, and completion is. And if you're Jared, it's hours. Uh, 300 hours, and he still won't complete the game. So, you know. He's just gonna be walking that's around, right. climbing shit. Hey man, that's that's the timetable. That's her fault. 0.7% exactly. of people who have already retired playing this game and not completed it. Like how? It's been out for a week. They're like, nah, this is just DLC. <laughs> they dipped out. <laughs> God. Okay, well, let's get into the game and this game's introduction. So we boot up this game and immediately we are underground Hyrule Castle with Link and Zelda kind of exploring and trying to figure out the gloom is what they call it. That's been leaking out from underneath Hyrule Castle. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought gloom was a, a funny name for it. Dude, cause we'd be all calling it like Ganon malice for so long and they're like, it's gloom. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of exciting, but sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Not malice or anything, but the it's interesting zelda tells us the the individuals that are even staying and living around hyrule at the moment are becoming ill from this uh, infection that's leaking out of underneath hyrule castle and as we go through and explore we immediately get many many depictions of zonai which the zonai are this ancient civilization that was around years and years before even the events of the 100 years before breath of the wild takes place too um so just starting off, early impressions, playing just this intro section and getting some of the story, how did you guys kind of feel about how Tears of the Kingdom was was presenting its narrative off the backs of Breath of the Wild? Uh, okay, I'll start. Um, 
I you know, I really liked his opening. Again, like mm. maybe it was just kind of watching it happen, but the way that yeah. it's presented and it kind of I know it's silly to say because every game does it nowadays, but when games transition from cutscenes straight into gameplay, there's just mm. something about it that always feels so nice to me because it's just that seamlessness of it. Um I liked the fact that Link is now full fully fucking geared out. You've got like two full stamina. My dude's, my dude's jacked. Yeah, you got like two full stamina circles. You got like 17 million hearts. You've got the master sword. Yeah. Like he is fully kitted out. Um and there's a scene I think it's just after the Zonai, but like the scene with the big like pyramid fin that's hanging out of the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Um fucking brilliant. Like you just walk into the room and it's all dark and then that's there and it lights up like fucking yeah. It's very um aesthetically pleasing of intro. Mm. Like very cinem yeah. like almost like cinematographic. Like you're watching it and you're like, oh yeah, okay, this is like yeah. Miles better. Like I the one thing as well that I liked about this the the one thing I knew about Tears of the Kingdom is that they essentially Metroidvaniaed it and kind of took mm. everything away. And yeah. so I didn't want just like it was in Breath of the Wild, like Link waking up and being like, oh, well, it just kind of happened. He like yeah. woke up and he's like, oh, I don't have my skills anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Like there, there was yeah. a legit reason as to why it happened. And that kind of was like, okay, I can understand why everything's been taken off of you now. Um, mm. So, I mean, overall, first impressions, the intro, I fucking loved. Yeah. Especially watching. Kind of... Sorry, just very to end it. Especially watching Zelda get really, really happy about the Zonai. Like, she gets like. That really... was honestly, legitimately so exciting. When she's talking about and just like getting giddy over this stuff and her research, I was like, pop off. Yeah. She's, she's just... having the time of her life right now. You, you go, archaeology queen. Just fucking loving yeah. the. <laughs> yeah. And the cutest thing is where like Link holds the torch for her while she grabs the pad out. I was like, bro, that's not a pad. That's a switch. Man. I'm sorry, that's a fucking switch. No, it's the pure pad. It's, it's a switch. That's the switch too. It's gonna have a big eyeball where you take pictures on, <laughs> on the back of it. Uh, Kai, how did you feel about the, this introduction, the intro cutscene exploring First underneath of all, You are all that. simping so hard for Zelda. I mean, like, sure. I just decided that, that she's excited. Oh, You're excited she's excited. The show, if that's the case. Well, I mean, that may be a poor choice of words, but I'm excited that, that she's happy. And I'm excited you know she's excited. I don't care what it's about. doesn't matter. Uh, it's the same incarnation yeah, of Zelda I, that isn't a damsel in distress. Like, Yeah, she has a personality, which is nice. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, she dies, I think, maybe at the end of this. So, you know, that personality is not very long lived. Uh, I thought it was fine. It was like, you know, they had to start it somehow. I have no qualms with yeah. the, the Metroidvania approach to it. Uh, the arm thing fucking pisses me off. It makes no goddamn sense. But like, whatever. I don't like, you know, they needed some way to instill some magical powers into Link. And I guess, mm. you know, blowing off his fucking arm and then being like, I'm a ghost, but I replaced it somehow. Uh, it's like okay all right that's fucking weird miyamoto was playing fucking sekiro and he was like oh i know <laughs> every game. other yeah uh, every anime, anime or game i really i wish it was more like uh you know fucking uh princess mononoke where it's like the power's evil um but you see yeah, yeah. so like learn to harness it 
Uh, that oh, would bro. be weird. We could have like fucking Ganon's goo. Which, as a power. which is interesting because like the, what infected him was evil, but it'd be different if like like you were saying they lean into that yeah. and like the power itself was evil, and he kind of had to learn to like exactly. co- coexist with it. Uh, but they are didn't we, do that. Are we talking about that scene yet? We're we just talking about the beginning. Are we talking about is the that, entire? Thing? Is that not the beginning? When does the well, beginning I mean, end? We're just talking to, <laughs> okay. Yeah, right where that cutscene's at. We're talking about all of that, but I'm I'm curious to hear Colby's kind of thoughts on yeah, the, yeah. this early part of the gameplay. As someone who loved Breath of the Wild, I'm right with Ben. As like um, when I saw like the full hearts and the stamina, and I'm like, oh my god, this is mm-hmm. this is sick. Like, if it honestly, and this is gonna sound really dumb, but it honestly felt like my progress was like rewarded in that moment from Breath of the Wild because like Link was fully maxed out. Like this is yeah, like this is the guy that we left off with, like fully power, fully capable. Just after more. putting hundreds and hundreds of hours in the Breath of the Wild, you open tears of the kingdom. And you're like, oh, it looks like that. It looks yeah. like you put all this time. Just, into just it, got so that's exciting. Beating the shit, calamity Ganon. Zelda got a haircut. Cool, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of piggybacking on what you guys said, I loved it. Um, sounds like Kai wanted Link to just straight up die in that first scene versus his arm get. No, I don't want him off, to die. But... You know, his arm. Well, his arm didn't really get chopped off. More just got infected. I will say this. I do wish that they would have sold the fact that Link was like writhing in pain better because that, that, that had to hurt. Yeah. That really yeah. had to hurt. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, also, I get they, they did a good ass job making whatever fucking zombie thing was look creepy. Ganondorf. So I'll give them that. Yeah. Ganon, bro. Ganon, Ganon the, voice, the voice in that moment was great, too. Like, when he was. Oh, so can, good. It was really can we also just say, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a massive Zelda fan compared to like Jared and Colby, right? But past two and a bit years now been playing the series enjoying mm-hmm. it you know um definitely got some moments that i'm like eh, but like links awakening wind waker fucking brilliant the fucking moment when ganon breaks the master sword i was like oh fuck oh okay not only breaks it but he says like you dare come at me with that weak sword and it's like oh that's the master sword he's just like oh that's fucking nothing that's That's like like another which which canonically doesn't make any goddamn sense right in the entire lore that they've built over the last 20 years like you think if he could do that in the first place why wouldn't he have done that because uh, see that's where we get into timeline shit because my imagination at the moment is that this isn't the Ganon from the franchises that we know. It seems like it's like yeah, some sort so, of ancestor to like Ocarina Ganon yeah. and stuff. It's T- not actually... Timeline is interesting because in, in the whole Zelda timeline structures, after Ocarina, we part into three individual timelines. And the, the, the thought was they, those convene back into Breath of the Wild and then now into Tears of the Kingdom. But we, we saw something interesting in the sections as we're descending down under Hyrule Castle. When we get those big glyphs that Zelda gets excited about, it depicts yeah, yeah. the Zonai and the Hyrule and the Hylian, sorry, and the war that happened. And she specifically calls by name the Imprisoning War. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the Imprisoning War is the Imprisoning War is the backstory described in a link to the past of Mm. the seven sages or seven wise men coming together in the sacred realm and sealing ganondorf you know that takes place after the i think it's the downfall timeline so link is defeated 
Ganon gets the Triforce, and in grabbing the Triforce, corrupts the Sacred Realm, which turns it into the Dark World, which is what it linked the past is. And that war is Ganon trying to conquer Hyrule, and the wise men, the, the seven sages come out, and they seal Ganon. And that's the events that lead up to A Link to the Past. So it's interesting that that's depicted in this which is supposed to be almost outside of the realms of the three separate timelines, yeah, which I thought was it's interesting. Also, like, I didn't know the seven stages were established that far back because obviously the first time mm -hmm. I heard of them was Ocarina. They're kind of mm -hmm. that's what you do. You you go and you go to the temples yeah. and you you find the sage, and then that opens up the sacred realm. Um, yeah. So my understanding was that. <laughs> This was like Kai looks perplexed. For First of all, <laughs> motherfucker, you got a PhD in Zelda lore. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> you just gave me a fucking full timeline breakdown from memory, and which is you know that's fucking crazy. But also, you, let, let's take it from a perspective of someone who doesn't know any of that shit and does not care to know any of it. Uh, it doesn't make sense because I have a baby brain, and I'm like Ganon, bad, but Ganon can be beaten. We did it previously every time. And now he's like, oh, sword, break. It's like if the Infinity Stones in Marvel, like, at the end, like, weren't the most powerful thing ever. If they were just like, yeah, we built this all up. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, nope, it doesn't exist. Sorry. We I mean, they, they kind of did that. They kind of have, like, people like, oh, now, now there's people that are stronger than Thanos. Well, what Thanos about had all the stones and whatnot. Thanos what about? Back, yeah, they just come back and do it all now. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, about exactly. if, if, like, the reason that Ganon is so easily defeated going forward is because the master sword needs to be made more powerful because this is. ganon destroyed it so it needs to be made more powerful to destroy that ganon and yeah. that's why it becomes and, a sword that can slay evil yeah and if you think about it i mean yeah you're right timeline wise or the last past 20 years that that's the sword like the one thing we needed to defeat ganon was always that thing mm -hmm. then if you think about it canonically just from breath of the wild outside of that like we struggled with a lot of just fighting calamity Ganon. And that's just like that. his his essence. Like we struggled with just his essence. So in his physical form now coming back, that's way more powerful than we had seen so far. I was about to say that. Like Kai, I think your argument would hold a lot more weight if like Ganondorf was like the villain in Breath of the Wild. But like the fact that it was essentially like and we said this on our show, like maybe Calamity Ganon was born out of like all of that gloom, as they call it, seeping out of Ganon for mm -hmm. tens of thousands of years so it eventually just yeah. kind of took on a form of its own and like jared said we got our asses whooped by that so the fact that this same sword that beat claiming again can't defeat like the source of it that registers with me that makes sense and also think it gives a good foreshadowing of like how strong the zone i are given that that's the arm that's been pinning yeah. me down for this entire mm -hmm. time so i understand your criticism yeah. i think it's valid but for me it, it works but i understand like why yeah Maybe someone who didn't play Breath of the Wild and is picking this up is like, wait, why yeah. is that? what just happened? Like, we just the best weapon yeah. in the game. They know of either. Zelda and they know Zelda's like this Master Sword is supposed to be good and amazing. And they're like, well, just broke. Well, how does it? I don't understand. I mean, I also played. So I, I also played Breath of the Wild, and I wasn't like, this is his essence, which is why it's weak. I was like, this is just Ganon. Who fucking cares? Why are we getting no, it so? Makes, <laughs> it makes sense because it's a very, um, it's a very Nintendo storyline to have. Yeah. somebody's essence seep out especially if like ganon was under hyrule castle right so his essence seeps out and because his essence is pure evil calamity ganon is then the embodiment of pure evil in a in a literal sense because mm -hmm. he is so evil that he wants to form himself into yeah. a form that can 
Also, attack Hyrule. If we wouldn't have dug down into the fucking like tombs of the crypt, nothing bad would ever happen in the first place. It's all our right. fault. Well, Zelda explains it's that so to us. Cool. In walking and talking to her, she says that her father, the king, has told them to never come down here under any circumstance, which implies that they had some, or at least some of the higher ups in Hyrule, had some idea that Ganondorf was down there sealed in the first place. Well, like, as of the 22, like, but do you like leave the gloom to keep seeping out and infecting Hyrule? Like, it's going to corrupt all of Hyrule, or do you go down and find out <laughs> what's happening? Population control. Yeah, the piggyback. And the piggyback off of that hasn't the royal family being corrupt been a storyline in past Zelda games? Isn't that a thing? I think so. So mm -hmm. that kind of falls in line with that as well. If we're getting into all this timeline I, shit, I, which yeah, I, I didn't realize we get into timeline stuff in episode one of Tears of the Kingdom, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it is because here we are. I don't think Kai's gonna come back for us this series. This is what's going on. <laughs> the finish, My series, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude, take the reins. <laughs> when you start to look at it from like the timeline perspective, that's where you start mm. to lose me. Like if I mm. look at it in the perspective of Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, maybe a little bit of Skyward Sword. I know a very, very tiny amount about that. But mm -hmm. I kind of see this as like to me in my head, maybe it's just like a baby brain fin. That's like the precursor trilogy, like those three kind of like mm -hmm. predate everything. So when I start looking into how it connects to like Wind Waker Ganon and this and like Twilight Princess and a link to the park, yeah. that's when I'm like, okay, now nah, bro, you lost me. I'm yeah, I'm I, focusing I, on this trilogy. Yeah. And I'm happy I will with that. say that if you're if you're interested, like if you're interested in that lore, you can dive deep into it. But it, it knowing that is just like a little like sparkle of interest, but you don't have to have this information to enjoy I, like I don't even think, if anything it's more confusing. I don't even yeah. think Miyamoto knows where this fucking falls into the timeline. Oh, I don't I don't think so. Zero. And like the timeline no, they, was made out of necessity. It wasn't even like something yeah. that was planned. They it wasn't it was demand. Everyone's yeah. like, how do these work? <laughs> yeah. And they're like fine uh, timeline. I guess there's whatever. a timeline. There's three of them who fucking cares. <laughs> I was reading an article that said they didn't even begin like story concept until like gameplay was finished. So like they didn't even work on the story. Ah, uh, Zelda. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. But to yeah. sum it all up, like if we're going from the stance of like this is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I think everything that's laid out in the first fifteen minutes makes sense. Yes. Yeah, I think if you agree. like that, if you ignore everything else, if you just look at it as the sequel to Breath of the Wild, it makes sense. How do we end yeah. up in the sky? No, I... What? Why is there Ganon? How do we... So we um we accidentally free Ganon. Um, yes. And then he... I'm pretty sure it's like... The hand, the hand just kind of fell off. The hand's like, I'm not done. I'm That's what I was going to get into that because it was like, it's not necessarily like a, a gripe, but I was just like, this has been holding him for this long. Like, was it our presence that made it fall off? Because we walk up and it's just like, eh, and it just becomes limp. And it's like, was it supposed to fall off? Let's <laughs> say the hand sends Zelda and that she has this magical power. And we're like, buddy, I got bad news for you. She can't ever access this thing. So we're just in trouble now. Because well, he names yeah. the champion, doesn't he? Was it like Raru? So yeah, that's like interesting. Because Raru in this instance, right, is, is a Zonai that was the previous user of the arm but in past games Rauru in Ocarina of Time is the Sage of Light which is interesting is one of the seven sages Rauru has also been named as as one of the first kings of Hyrule in some iterations of the the timeline too so Rauru coming up in this instance and being Zonai is really interesting yeah because he's like oh Rauru sent you like you're the best that he could like muster Dude, I was like freaking out I was like I know that name 
your whole camera shook when you because <laughs> I shook I shook my desk. That's why. <laughs> so I don't understand. I thought I thought we accidentally woke Ganon up, but no, I think that's what I, think I that's right, what I assumed. I, Maybe we were supposed to wake Ganon up. Oh my I god! I thought that like the Master Sword being there and everything like that is what woke Ganon. Mm. Um, but either way, Ganon awakes. Um, yeah. Whether it's through mysterious armor or because of us, and then he basically gets like super fucking pissed off and yeah. lifts Hyrule Castle into the sky, um, which also is just fucking crazy to think of. Like that at whole, some point we're gonna have to fight too. the fucking dude. But yeah, the whole cutscene is amazing. Like all the yeah. all the Hillians are like I mean, in the fucking foreground watching this castle rise yeah. up. <laughs> Kai, your your question of like how we got in the sky and why the things in the sky, I think it might be going into Skyward Sword. So with Skyward Sword, obviously we know that there is the islands that were lifted from the ground up top, and then there was the cloud barrier that Hylia created to stop the Hylians from going down and anything else from coming back up. And we kind of see this at the end of this section. As Kai was saying, we see a dragon kind of come up and apart those clouds, and the clouds the clouds slowly start to dissipate around us. So it was almost like summoning of Ganondorf or him being revived kind of broke that cloud barrier and allowed some of the sky islands that were already there to come back down. Is it another fucking bootstrap paradox? Because that's what it's sounding like. It's sounding like it had to happen for the fin to be created and now like... It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Wow. Yeah, it's one can't exist without the other. We had to do it for it to be created, and it was there. And then that's what I all about the bootstrap. It goes back. Oh my god, our podcast is a bootstrap paradox because we talked about this uh, in Ocarina of Time, which was our first series. Wow. So full okay. circle. Okay. Easy. <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, Ganon Daddy wakes up, destroys the castle. Zelda falls. She before we had woken again, and Zelda grabs this tear. And it's starting to glow. And as she's falling, she starts glowing and then completely disappears. That's when the the omnipotent floating head grabs us and, and flies yeah, us away. Yeah, she's like falling and she like disappears into this like yellow yeah. fucking whatever. Um, and then, yeah, like weird robo hand uh, grabs us and we stop falling. And then we wake up semi-naked <laughs> in a cave. Yep. Oh my god! Classic. Oh my god! Link is just is just the Elric. He's just Ed from Full Metal Alchemist. Oh lord! Sure. So you just Ed Elric. The playthrough I was watching, right? <laughs> I had to ask this, right? The playthrough I was watching made a joke. Um, he did like a bit about Zell uh, about Link talking to Raru and being like, yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna jack off with your hand, and like, <laughs> <laughs> and so. That got me thinking, like, is it a hand job or is he wanking? Because that's not his hand. Well, so it's, isn't there a thing for that? Isn't there a thing called the stranger where, where you, you like sit on your hand until he falls asleep? Yeah, but technically, like I'm assuming else? he has feeling in his hand. So yeah. it would just be masturbating. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, say, it's like saying if you cut off your fingers and they reattach them, does that become a hand job? No, it's still a hand. It's just yeah, been reattached. reattach somebody else's fingers. I mean, I mean, it's a gray area. <laughs> it's both. It's both. It's right. the Schrodinger's box Ants. of masturbating. Is that what you want to hear? Answering the uh, the hard questions. Schrodinger's hand Schrodinger. Link jerking with the hand or not jerking with the hands. Two separate timelines. Now we've broken back off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so the guy, the magical ghost reattaches an entire arm yeah. to Link. And talks to us through the arm, by the way. Oh, yeah, very, that's very just, like, like, Skyward so, Sword fee kind of yeah. situation. Yeah, so uh, Link's arm gets corrupted by Ganon. The, yeah. um, because Ganon has this whole kind of like fucking, I don't know how to explain it. It looked like bloodletting. Like he was like letting this like Mm-hmm. I guess it was the gloom, I suppose. He was like letting it's, this like, It's an yeah. interesting concept of Link being filled with darkness, seemingly, that they just didn't do anything with. Mm-hmm. Well, I know! Because, because they amputate this, basically, because Raru like amputates the arm and is like, yo, bro, you got my arm now because your arm was like. like even still, like when you get the light blessing and stuff, you see like the darkness leaving yeah. his body. Every time so. you do a shrine, it like slowly leaves his body, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, it's. um Yes, we, we wake up uh, semi naked in a cave. With a new arm, uh, no weapon. Beautiful hair, by the way. Beautiful Flushes locks hair. down. Um, and Ganon seeped the stamina and hearts out of Link, so now he's back to three hearts and one fin of stamina. Good old Metroidvania. Um, and yeah, so from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Raru is essentially like a Jedi Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Who is going to yeah. guide Link into defeat yeah. in Ganon? He's Link's ghost, Obi Wan, and he used the fusing magic to. F- I don't. It's unclear if he's fused the arm onto Link or if he has amputated Link's arm and replaced it with the arm. Wait, it's it's funny to think of that of like him using the fuse ability that. The, think about the fact if we could just like pop it off at any point and fuse it with something <laughs> else, just, like detach it and then fuse it to something else. <laughs> um, but either uh, way, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of how Link's arm was attached <laughs> to the either body. Way, we have now magic. Um, we no longer have a corrupted arm. We have the decayed yeah. master sword because that was also corrupted by Ganon's yes. gloom uh, mist. And yeah. um, it's essentially now Breath of the Wild. We are now in the Chamber of Awakening, essentially, and we have to find our way back out into yep. the world. Yep, we find our way out, which is re- relatively straightforward. And then when we get out, we're presented with the sky and all the sky islands, and we're able to jump off into this, which I- I'm curious to see how you guys felt. At least for me, this was kind of, oh, I would say almost a very similar feeling to when you walk out of the Cave of Resurrection for the first time in Breath of the Wild, where... I really got a sense of the scale, like while playing, like walking up to that ledge and jumping off, seeing like that thing, that sky island is already really far down, and I'm a- I'm gonna be able to go even further down in, like onto the the lands so of was, Hyrule. So I really got that that first sec, that first jump. There was two feelings that I had because first of all, there was small fins. Like so, you go through these like series of jumps where you jump off of progressively higher cliffs into water below. Um, and there's like some sort of glyph there, and the game's like, oh, when the glyph is there, you cannot take damage if you jump from this point. Am I right in that? If you can't take damage if you fall into water. Oh, is yeah. that what it says? Just water. It's water. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, Which so the dude's face cam was like, children doesn't don't also, yeah don't children listening that not, doesn't actually it's work. Not you true. still take. The, at some speed, that just turns to concrete. Mm-hmm. You, just, you will yeah, absolutely take damage. Yeah, there's an amazing fin called surface tension. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole fin. Um, but when you go into the water, as he comes up afterwards, like because of the height you've jumped from, all the water like falls down like raindrops around Link. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a nice touch. Um, 
and where you came out and was like oh my god look at all this open world i was impressed by the open world but i was also like how the fuck is this running on a switch this makes no fucking sense <laughs> like it's it's funny you say that not only that but i've seen in conversations on twitter indie developers and even big developers like nintendo how the how the fuck did you get this game to work like how yeah. does this like function I mean, on the this game console? cartridge is this big like <laughs> exactly <Especially when laughs> exactly into, like the um the abilities and just the sheer scope of what you can do um the fact that this game runs at all on the current switch hardware is fucking amazing um and i can also see um, why it took so long to make the game like once you get yeah, into exactly you can do uh colby how did you feel about kind of just this first introduction to the great sky island jumping off into the water and then a little bit into that oh man i mean title card was, was great right like that was <sighs> i love myself oh, a late game yeah. title card yeah it was it's like it when was... you jump isn't it it's like coming along and like, yeah the like sky. panning around the sky islands but like as i'm like jumping down like this isn't even like it like you know there's stuff below this and you know it was it was great it was a as someone didn't play Breath of the Wild right when it came out, I kind of had to wait to experience, you know, the Great Plateau and running out of the Shrine of Resurrection, as you guys said. But yeah, I mean, I mean, one more, one more can I say? I mean, which what a great like opening yeah. to the game, like giving you an idea of what's to come, like in the immediate future. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just tr truly great. Love the art direction. Can't be com complimented enough. Like everything just looks mm. pristine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really pretty. Really pretty. I mean, we we're talking about like how this game is running on the Switch. Like graphically, this game is, you know, it is what it is. It does what it can. But art direction, I'd put this up against like anything modern yeah. for sure. Like I think it carries. Yeah. It ca they really went with the. I mean, the Breath of the Wild too. We they went with a very timeless art style. Like this is almost like Wind Waker to me, where like this cell shading art style will yeah. look good. Yeah. Yeah. Know, and the time you're playing it. Yeah. It's a, and this is a great, a significant contrast from the Great Plateau. Where, like the Sky Island's really colorful. You have these arms, these bright colors, mm -hmm. these yellows. Like the Great Plateau is like you are very much in a apocalyptic world almost. sense. you know, yeah. a lot of gray, like light green. You know, you have the brown and the kind of the gold tint with the Sheikah towers. But this is a very mm -hmm. colorful looking Sky Islands. Like I think it's fun yeah. to look at it's and just as much fun to play. It's also a yeah. very um a very clever use of a cutscene to transition between the worlds, right? Because like mm. it does that thing that like Naughty Dog and that do where while that cutscene is kind of playing while Link is falling, you can it's render the rest of the below. game that they're going down. And then that whole kind of thing is just a nice little seamless experience and Hmm. I'm they sure you do could... that shit with the temples. No. Whole ass loading screen in between. No. That was the weirdest decision for them to make. I mean, there has to be. That's probably why this game runs is because they separated all mm. that stuff out and didn't make it in the overworld. But like, yeah. Every, yeah. every time I'm like, yeah. what? It, it opens. You open it. You could see into it. And then it's like loading screen. Like, it would have been interesting if that was seamless too, for sure. Uh, Kai, what about you? How do you feel about the, the that first plunge into the Great Sky Islands? Uh, it, I mean, it's fine, and like they were always going to do something in that vein, right? Like it's the exact same way the Breath of the Wild really starts. You come over that hill, and then you see everything. Like it's the the mm. awe-inspiring moment that I think you need, especially with like an open world game in this sense. Yeah. Um. I mean, the the diving thing is corny into water, but I get that they needed a way to like 
have you fly without having really the ability to fly yet, right? Like you can't mm. you can't just also, give, give... Shit? where's the paraglider and where's the fucking like No, it's Metroidvania, it's all gone. Ganon it's took it all. Out of us. Yeah, he took our wallet, he took our ID <laughs> too, he took all of it. No, we don't even know who we are. He yeah. took our virginity, <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> I mean, seeing those seeing those pictures of him, mm. uh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it was it's good. It's a pretty scene. I have no issues really with it. I the thing I like about the water effects that they use is that the higher you jump and the harder you hit the water, the more splash there is, which is a nice yeah. a nice you know kind of thing to it's add. Very nice add touch in there. for sure. Um, I do yeah. want to add one thing of watching the uh, fucking cutscene at the beginning of this i like cutscenes and i especially you know zelda having an actual story cutscene. i mean they tried their best let's be honest um but uh link looks remarkably like skylar Ginzanoto, uh who is the kid from the quarry um if you look at his face if they're gonna cast a live action link i mean he's a dead ringer um but yeah which who did he play in the quarry he's the main the main guy who is in like he's the in the doc dude no, he's the one who shows up first. They go early to camp. Oh yeah, yeah. with the girl. Like, yeah, he, the I mean, together. he's been in a bunch of stuff. I think he's in like Goosebumps and shit, and like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he looks. Yeah, I can see him. Playing. If you if you look up Link's face from Tears of the Kingdom, their facial structure is exactly the same. I'm like, it's just identical. I mean, too bad Link's a silent protagonist, and that's like one of the most upsetting things about this. I hate silent protagonists. Like, give me a sassy bitch. Mm. I don't want someone who's quiet. It's just so upsetting. But, but that's, see, you you gotta put your sassy bitchness into Link. No, because he doesn't. He doesn't do that. Instead of being like, "You ripped off my arm," he just sits there and he's like, Bleh. and that's that's it. But you know, <laughs> those are the noises that I would make too. I, <laughs> it'll be the first and only time I bring that up because obviously they're not gonna put a voice actor to Link. That would be Link. devastating for everyone because I was like, would you ra- would you rather have him be like? Oh my god, my arm! What happened? <laughs> I mean, to I was gonna say like, yeah, yes. I don't need Link to ever have a voice ever. I think now, now that he's in a game with actual like voice actors around them, I, I think it works. I don't need him to have. Breath of the Wild would have been the time to do it. Yeah. Now it's just, now it feels now it feels weird if they like did it afterward. It's like why didn't you do that when everyone else got a voice the That's first true. time? That's true. Well, couldn't couldn't the the weird ghost who gave him an arm give him a voice box too? You know, said I told him. People have fucking tricky. He just has to do this. Oh, I was thinking, I was then he just be catting South Park. Like, <laughs> uh, but no, oh, the, the opening so, the opening sequence is fine. And honestly, the Sky Island is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. it's it's very yeah. uh, it's a very good opening area to go through a bunch of yeah. what is essentially a really long ass tutorial. Uh, yeah, it's it's the it's the great plateau of this game. Yeah. It's the big tutorial area that you learn all the mechanics and everything, which. The TLDR of getting down to the Great Sky Island is that Raru tells us that we have to find Zelda, which is in the Temple of Time, which again, wild that the Temple of Time appear. But we can't get into it until we fully upgrade our arm. So we have to go through three individual shrines and a fourth at the end to get these new acquired abilities. Very similar to Breath of the Wild's um, Great Plateau with the old man and having him guide us through it and get the powers. And the the powers are what differentiates this the most from Breath of the Wild. So mm. We have the fuse, which allows us to fuse any two objects together. We have a send that, depending on the height, allows us to jump through objects, whether it's you know ceilings in the cave, whether it's platforms, and go up to the top of that. 
And then we have recall, which allows us to rewind a, a certain object in time. And what's the last? Ultra hand. Ultra hand, which allows us to pretty much pick up anything that we want. Which ultra hand is an interesting? Uh, is it cum that holds things together? That's my question. I mean, where does a, the goop come from, guys? It's a green sticky substance. Where they actually, does they actually the talked about that in the article I read? Because Anuma, like I guess, grew up he like he was, he grew up like in a carpentry family. So when they first presented it, where like you could see like where it was attached, he like freaked out and was like, "We cannot do this at all." But eventually changed his tune in that like seeing where the thing is actually attached like that's the point of it like that's helpful and like unsticking it figuring out where to put mm. something else like it's more of like a visual aid than like these two things are fused together by this mm. he he thought the same thing he's like guys we can't that looks too gross that looks <laughs> like they give a shit about story he's like dude get that goop off that fucking log yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well also can i not just have had a button that separates things because the jiggle to separate is the I, most annoying mechanic that I also don't. I, I've gotten used to it now, and it's kind of like complacent. But I don't love the the shake and get. Yeah, the, I do it. It's not it's, too, and like with some vigor. Yeah, yeah. I was like, my poor little my. These Joy Cons don't have drift, but after fucking <laughs> shaking this analog stick so much, I wouldn't also, be surprised if the, after the they end need of this, the real bootstrap paradox. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> this. Is the invention of drift <laughs> interacting with the the world the like the the mechanics are almost all okay they almost feel okay the other thing that really pisses me off is the hold time for l once you get multiple powers to bring up either the wheel or just to use the power is like way too short so if you hold it just like a little bit too long it's like oh you want the wheel oh you want the wheel you don't want to use the power it kills me every fucking time and just with the way that the switch er er ergonomically holds, if my yeah. fucking hands, I'll bump it all the time. I'll just be walking around and I, bump that shit. So annoying. I will say now, at, even at this point that I am, I still forget and press probably every other button until I remember that L is the the wheel and to open it. Mm. Up. I, I, well, I forget every. Was it was it D pad for Breath of the Wild? Yes. Or was it L? I think it was D pad. I think you had to hold two buttons at once for. Because in my what brain, the, I keep holding up on D-pad, and no, I keep forgetting that's not the thing. It's just your fruit. powers. <laughs> yeah, in Breath yeah, of the Wild. No, you, you, held, D-pad? you held up on D-pad. That's what I thought it was, because my brain defaulted to okay, up the two buttons was to, open switch, the to, was to switch bows yeah. midair. And it, make, it makes yeah, sense, yeah, that, it makes sense yeah, that, that they it adjusted it, because it's like, it's such a prevalent part of the game that you need to have a button that's not yeah. like out of moving any of the like it makes sense to move it to a trigger yeah but normally you do like a press on the a press versus a hold instead of like yeah but the press the holding. press hold the duration is it kills me i'm just like okay all right um back, i will say i am a fan of um the new menu system i know that sounds silly but oh, the menu yeah. system is very nice oh yeah the updated menu um, the they just like made the the whole ergonomics feel better. You know, Link is now takes up the right side of the screen. You have that full left side that has all of your menus and everything in it. I, I think it's very intuitive. I was very, 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 very happy to see a cookbook. I know that that is a very, very tiny detail. Now, not only a cookbook, but uh, one in which you could just select one item and, and then select the recipe and automatically hold all the items yeah. if you it's, have them. That's what took six years. years. The amount of the amount of fit type times in Breath of the Wild that I'd make something and it would give me like seven hearts and 
armor resistance for like five minutes and i'm like, like that's not what how I the wanted. fuck did i make that what did i add <laughs> jump back into it here i'm really curious of how you guys felt using these individual powers so i mean we kind of get them sequentially but i'm really curious no after you've had the whole deal have all of them how did you feel about no the powers? comment i feel like kai's chiming let me, off so. let me let me let me pop off here a little bit first my of all, game remember my game <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know, I've done, I've done, I'm on a lot of antidepressants and I've done a lot of counseling, uh, in my life. And I, uh, you know, I've, I try to improve my body as much as I can and I eat healthy. And if I knew that bridges were the solution to every problem in life, uh, from an early age, I wouldn't have done any of that work. I would have just built bridges. Anything in life can be solved with a bridge. Link, That's what I've learned. Porter, link Porter bridges. Yeah. Link it's just bridges. only bridges. Bridges are the answer. It's like, oh, how do I get up there? Also, the first thing I did, because the first power you get is the ultra hand when you yeah. you get down into the world. And there's these first, they don't even make sense. They're just giant floating cubes, which someone yes, that just have like, they could just like, they move until they hit something. Like if you put a fan on them, they'll just move. Yeah. Do, does anyone understand why there's a giant floating cubes that just can float forever? Sky cubes. Anyway, I made a starship off. Oh, you can just use these cubes because there's you talk to the fucking Zonai guy and he's like, you need to go. You go to the Temple of Time and he's telling you, you need to open the door by going to three temples. And the one temple is like super high in the air. And I was like, oh, you just use these to like step. step, You just built like a giant staircase. (laughs) Took me like 20 minutes. Just built a giant staircase with them. Kept flipping them back and forth until I got up there and then froze to death. And I was like... (laughs) My man's been playing too much Fortnite. My <laughs> exploration was not rewarded. My exploration was punished. Your exploration uh, what is? was that, rewarded. Now you know, you learn. Well, okay. I never thought to do that. Like, I never thought to do that. Like, that's not at all what I did. I would, I would argue so cool. that your, explora- like, your exploration was rewarded, but your lack of planning was punished. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Little did I know that only a slight... We're already in the sky, but just a little bit elevation more frozen surface tension uh, doesn't exist but freezing temperatures of the atmosphere of yeah. all fuse is great the the yeah. hand thing at first is a little weird and like you sometimes just given controls because i'm incapable will connect things i don't mean to connect which is very frustrating <laughs> and the fact that you can't move something that you're standing on is also very frustrating because sometimes like i got so there's like a floating island by itself and i had cut down all the trees and built a giant ladder like that connected them but unfortunately it fell off the side of the island because i accidentally hit b and it just kind of like hit a lip and then bounced off and then yeah. i was just stuck on it because the only thing i could move was the giant platform that i was on uh and so you just have to jump off and kill yourself and then you spawn back <laughs> yeah. onto another place uh so that was yeah. unfortunate uh, but the thing i can't stand is the stupid 
fucking weird swim ability through walls. That is the dumbest shit I've oh, ever oh, I seen. Love I love it. I love I love Ascend. It, 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 it's it's so it's so good. It's Why? very strange. But the thing that makes me excited about it is the fact that at some point there's probably going to be a boss that revolves around using Ascend. And there's lots is... of puzzles that also have to use Ascend too. Yeah, yeah that's that's lots what I'm very interested in. You know, it's just you fly a fucking bird as well at one point. Like that's just it makes awesome. no sense. I think it just depends on like how you're using them. So like if like there was there's times in uh, even on the Great Sky Islands, but more prominent on Hyrule, which we'll get to in the next episode. But like I'm like, man, I'm willing to go up there, but there isn't like a blatant like lip where I can ascend. So I just use a sand and walk along until I find it turn green. Even it's like the t- a tiny little like lip that's over the edge, and I use that. And I can go up the mountain, so I don't have to worry about actually climbing or wasting stamina or doing anything like that. So I've used that a lot to kind of cheese getting up mountains. Okay, so that's very interesting because it's kind of like it's kind of like what they did with the fusibility. It's like we're not going to fix weapon durability now. You can just combine weapons and they last longer. It's like we're not going to fix yeah. the stamina bar. We're just going to give you an ability that lets you ascend through mountains. But you still have stamina. I am a hoe for building things, though, and Jared knows this. I lo- I'm yes. going to spend most of my. He's time- way more likely to build stairs up a mountain than use a. Are you going to build yeah. a monster <laughs> truck guy? I, yeah, I'm a big. I I'm a big so. Minecraft Andy, and like this it gives yeah. me big like I can build whatever I can think of vibes. And I did you spend can. like I built a log cabin on Sky Island out of just trees. Of course you did. As soon as of you, course you, did. you get to that bank where you're supposed to cross, uh, this is like the first time yeah. they give you the sail because you're crossing to the first shrine that's across like a body of water. You can't swim with stamina. And it's split by like a little river with a bridge. And then there's a bunch of trees on both sides and they give you like four axes. And I was like, this is a log cabin. I'm building a log cabin. So then I just built a log cabin. It's- that's funny because in that puzzle, and I'm curious to hear both of your solutions to that too, is I was like, okay, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to build a giant boat. I built like a big like two-story boat. And I'm like, hell yeah. I put it in the water and it just flipped inside. I, put, I, like, ah! I spent like 35 minutes building that boat. I put two logs together like this and I put a little sail in the middle and just stood. Yeah, but see, I didn't want to do that. That was exactly the obvious right. answer. I was like, nah, I'm going to make this shit complicated. It didn't work. I, well, <laughs> talk about complicated. The first time you get on the bird thing so you come out of the third yeah. shrine and it's like it, you get the satisfaction of going to the temple of time even though you have to go all the way fucking back which we'll talk about at a certain point because i was so pissed off that that was not the end of the section uh but you get on the little bird thing and i was like oh you have to use a fan so i connected a fan to the bird thing oh shit <laughs> you you don't have to do that you don't have to use a fan it helps it gives you a little more momentum but you don't have to you use don't it. have you to just like torpedo yourself into the uh, it makes it makes it impossible to turn though in the way that you would like because if you stand on them normally you can like walk to the edges of the wings and it like turn a little bit uh, rotate right, and you right. walk to the front and it'll like dive bomb that doesn't happen with the fan yeah. you just kind of go straight for a really long time <laughs> so yeah colby how did you feel about these powers well like that moment oh, yeah. that just real quickly the moment kai was talking about where like flying through the air that was the moment where i was oh like you do have a lot of creative like liberty with this game like this is the kind of stuff yeah. you can do but i'm I, and i'm really excited to see kai strap a korok to a spaceship and just absolutely yes. watch it. <laughs> the, the korok torture the in korok this game crucifixion has been wild. Has the only dead. the only thing i sent jared about this game and the only thing i saw was a reddit post of someone who created a large man figure with a penis that he lit on fire <laughs> yep. and then it spun and exploded, <laughs> it exploded. and i was like I, I'm here. For, yep. I'm here for this. This is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, this is, the greatest. This is my kind of game. 
I've watched somebody build a fully working trebuchet and then like launch a Kurok fucking miles. Yeah. I watched someone build like a like a like a rotisserie style where they had like seven Koroks just yeah. pouring over a fire. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it was, it was been pretty... so evil to those Kuroks. Yeah. It's, I, it's... I will say that like finding like it people may feel a certain way about like Koroks being back and having to collect Korok seeds. And I would say just finding them like under rocks and secrets, like was, it was fine. It wasn't exciting in there, but I love the deliver Korok to friend and all the interesting ways you can go about doing that. That's been the most fun Korok puzzles that we've done. Your friends so far. on the other side of the map. Hmm. My, 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 my <laughs> oh, fire. You can they? see it if you look really closely, <laughs> but yeah, the abilities are, I'm not a genuinely I'm not a big like left brain guy. I'm not creative. Um I don't really have that gene, not just mm. in video games, but like in everyday life. I don't I'm not like good with like creativity, but so I was kind of so I'm gonna lie, I was overwhelmed at first the ultra hand ability was given. Mm. So like, oh like I really can yeah. like if I can think of it, I can do it. Now how do I make it work? That's always something I struggle with, but as I I'm obviously not on the skyline anymore, as I've played more of it, I've gotten a better hand of it and that just made me appreciate like just the possibilities you had which is ultra hand yeah ultra hand just the just the ability this like what you really can do in that tutorial is kind of like, yeah well, okay what's your creative limit like because now that i'm down i have way more options now that i've played more of the game but even just like yeah. in the sky islands you have all you need like right there to yeah get it done efficiently and effectively so like, I didn't even think about making staircases with the giant floating rocks. I just, like, stuck four logs wow. together and climbed up it with the snow region, man. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because that's what I did. I leaned it up against the mountain. Yeah, like, I did that, too. I'm like, is this really the way up. they want me to do it? Oh, I yeah, want to be clear. Yeah. Once I died from freezing to death, uh, <laughs> I did not redo that later in the game when I was like, oh, I need to make some. Like, there's clearly, like, the way it's set up, and I really like this, is that it is linear, this section, where you go yeah. in a giant circle and that's how you're around supposed to approach the, the game. And as you go around, more and more things are revealed through. I didn't like what that they as well. are. They're like weird little awkward oh, chests. Right. So I, are you talking about the shrine? Like the the fins that look the like little, they're open, yeah, they're like, like little snakes, and they have little like lanterns on them. I don't know what oh, they are. The constructs. What yeah. Are you talking about the, like the enemies you fight? No, 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 no. Your friends. The constructs. Yeah, like the forges. Oh, the yeah, the constructs. constructs yeah. The, Yes, yeah, the little yeah. guys, they have the long necks that yeah, come Yeah, they give they you little out. tutorial things, and they're like, this is how an axe works. I was talking about yeah. the trions, because I saw a TikTok where somebody, like a Twitch streamer, someone in her chat was like... Is it the butthole, the yeah. butthole thing? Is that what you're talking the about? Yeah. Looks like I saw that, it <laughs> ruined it for looks me. like it's opening his butthole. And then, <laughs> <laughs> when, when That's you for you guys, now you, like, you all can't unsee it. That's it's a bonus. So you're welcome. It looks like somebody is literally just gaping their arsehole and then you're like walking inside like, oh, thank you. The entire game is just a colonoscopy. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, no, the um, little the little guys, the helpers. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. I thought they were cute. I want a little mm -hmm. like desk model of them. They need to, if they make like an amiibo of it, would you be down to, yeah, to get I that? Yeah, I would get one. I think they're they're very adorable. You know, I guarantee you someone yeah. 3D printed them on Etsy. Or you want to talk about gaping assholes? The fucking weird giant sphincter razor clams that exist in caves. Those are horrifying. Oh, like likes. Like likes are back. Oh, they are fucking like the fins from Ocarina? They are terrifying. Yep. And then um, they are 
terrifying. And they not only are they little sphincters, but they like, you know, they like prolapse their little anus out and then that's you have to beat the little anal sack and then that's how you beat them. It's horrible. It's a horrible. I mean, it's great. Horrible one of my death. criticisms, one of my criticisms of Breath of the Wild was that the enemies were dog shit and they only had like six of them. Uh, and so already the frogs that then explode and have the little rabbit that hops out of them. Fucking genius. Love that. Great enemy design. Also, weird little sphincter asshole things. I'll, you know, I'll take and leave, but at least you're going to be happy because there's a lot of new enemies in there and there's a lot of new, there's a lot of returning enemies from older games like like likes. So we love it. We love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, going off what I was talking about, my opinions on the abilities, it's the same as all you guys. I had, a blast using all of these and the the, the joy slash frustrations of learning and dying like kai running up to the 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 snow and realizing you can freeze to death like those kind of little things i've seen so many early clips too of people like cool i'll build a bridge and then build it but they don't like get the perspective right and it just falls like those kind of things those learning situations again frustrating oh, that, yes that, but have been so much fun so that exactly what you're talking about the Ability to position things is very difficult, and I think that's the only downside of the ultra hand ability. Like especially building things as the is bigger intuitive. the item gets. Yeah, it like yes, especially just because of how the camera angle works, and you're so locked in to a certain distance that it'll go unless you like keep repositioning yourself. And I, admittedly, would often be trying to maneuver something across the ledge and then fall off that ledge in trying to maneuver <laughs> it with the ultra hand. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Somebody who the uh, hero uh, built a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. built a bridge between two sky islands, um, but hadn't done it properly. And when they ran on it, they fell. And as they were falling, they tried to like get the paraglider out, and the bridge fell onto their head and knocked Link out. Yeah. And Link just like I've fell seen... to his death while he was unconscious. I've seen I've seen so many. There was one where someone was on the glider and the glider was flying and. With a lot of these Zonai artifacts, they will like break at one point. Like, so the Zonai glider has a certain time in which it'll be there and it'll start blinking green and then it will dissipate. But they were trying to get to a certain destination and they had jumped off and they're like, sweet, they're running towards their destination. And the glider landed on top of them and they died. Oh my lord. <laughs> so, the thing I'm curious about, just while we're talking about abilities, right? Yeah. Is it ever explained why we don't have stasis and the bombs and everything from Breath so of the wild not directly but those powers came from the sheikah slate and the sheikah technology which at this moment again i'm not very far into the story no sheikah technology exists Zero. there's no shrines there's no divine beasts there's no sheikah slate like the she the sheikah themselves like are correct me if i'm wrong Jerry, but they almost seems like they're going extinct like yeah, it seems like the, uh, like the site, all, all the shrines are gone too. Everything okay. that so was Shika is, is kind of gone in this game. This is a significant amount of time after Breath of the Wild, then. At least a cut, at least like it's like three I would or say four like years. Two, 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 I was just say it's got to be yeah, a couple because of there years. is NPCs that were younger that are now older in this game. They're, they're oh, okay, the, it's the funny. same NPC, but they age them up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's at least a handful, a couple of years afterwards. Yeah, so. yeah. But that's the reason why we don't have our original powers, because those powers directly came from the Sheikah Slate, right. which we don't have anymore. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I was just curious. Because yeah. the Pure Pad and the Sheikah Slate are not the same thing. No, one's a Switch right. and one's an iPad. So. I yeah. don't... <laughs> Again, I am disappointed in the approach of making... And maybe, maybe it changes. And maybe I'm wrong. We're early in the game. Mm -hmm. But they made all mm -hmm. the shrines the same design. 
Mm-hmm. And I get that they're puzzles, but it's just like, come on, guys. Like, give me. Give well, me apparently, diversity. Big Dungeon's I've... back. I don't <gasps> know if that's true. Is it, dungeons is it true? <gasps> okay. You are forgiven. All is forgiven. Big Dungeon's the sh- back. Yes. The I'll shrines are gonna be like small parts, yeah, and then the big dungeons. I will, I will say it's not, it's not a huge like spoiler because Nintendo literally tweeted this out like two days before it came out. But like, there are like temples, temples are back, yep. dungeons, temples, they are here in the game. That makes my they have the divine beast formula in some ways, but they're way more advanced. See, that's fine. Right, I, I liked that puzzleness of the divine beast, so, so I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. Take that the, the puzzleness of the divine beast and the openness of the, the, the problem solving and the solution solving and put that into a somewhat more traditional looking Zelda dungeon. And that's kind of what they is, are. Well, the puzzles themselves of, are way better in this game, too. The shrine puzzles. Is this a case of Absolutely. Nintendo like listening to fan feedback and actually doing They shit? did. Like, damn. They watched all the clips of like you like stationing a vlog. It's, it's uh, wailing it into an ego clan member. It's but surprising they could hear it. All the people uh, bullshitting, saying it was the greatest game of all time. So you know, good for them for well, actually. Right, that's why so they listened to them. They knew they were correct. So <laughs> yeah, they were right. So take that. It's like we'll do one better. We'll make yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the most satisfying of the shrines in the beginning stage is probably mm. the first one where you do like the ultra hand stuff. Um, mm-hmm. like fuse is just a battle arena pretty much where you fight this yeah. single enemy and then the jump through I don't know what that ascend 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 is is they could have made that way more fun I'm gonna be honest and then you get the you get the reverse time which I think is really cool it reminds me of like Prince of Persia but not as intuitive right. well yeah F- a little fun tip with with uh, recall because Kai you were talking about not being able to move objects while standing on them uh, a thing that I've done and what I've learned is like say you have a glider but you don't really have like a ramp to go off of or enough like space move to do it, it. Back, use reverse. yeah you just move it back and forth and then hop on it and use recall so it goes further in and then you activate ah, recall and that will fly through the sky so smart I will so say this smart. about the, I will say this about the abilities too in Breath of the Wild I found myself using maybe two of the four, like in the actual open world. Here I'm using all of my, like my entire tool. Absolutely. I, like cry- cryosis, I never use that shit. In no, I mean, Ascend, like, is, Ascend is just cracked Revali's Gale. Let's be honest. Like you had other Which powers. Good. They needed that though. The like this game anyways, needs that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm assuming Revali's Gale comes back uh, in this game because I've seen I mean, people tweet Revali about it. So dead, right? I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's it's not the Revol- it's not Revali's Gale like you think. It's not the Revali's Gale you know and love. <laughs> no, like I will say this: Ascend like, is supposed to replace that. It's, yeah. it's damn near like the events of Breath of the Wild like never happened. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's yeah. what that's what I was getting at. That confusion. It's closer to that than like a direct sequel, in my opinion. Story, like, yeah, because it. Yeah. The impression I got was the this was parallel almost to breath of the wild and that's why you didn't have the stasis and the cryosis and that yeah. because it was set yeah. in a high rule but it was a parallel high rule to breath of the yeah. wild it i mean it is a sequel but in how all the information is presented because they wanted this to be accessible for anybody because if you've never played breath of the wild you can 100 jump into tears of the kingdom and be perfectly fine how the story is set up how the mechanics are explained are very accessible Mm -hmm. for a newcomer and things like the sheikah slate sheikah technology like how they get around not having to explain that is they just don't talk about it like how did it happen like we're just not gonna tell you. What, like, oh, okay. what, a, what, a, what a Nintendo like, approach. Yeah. They're like the yeah. sheep is in the like, who? What? What? 
She could. Yeah, well, they're like, we just won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, like now it's accessible for everybody. They reference the events, but like I haven't heard the name for yeah. champions from Breath of the Wild. Like I have like any past characters really, besides the ones that return. Very so. interesting to see how that all ties in then. Because that that's yeah. the thing that I know it sounds silly, that's the thing that interests me. It was like it's similar to like this is complete fucking not similar but similar. Um Five Nights at Freddy's. Like I've never enjoyed the Five Nights at Freddy's games personally. But the fucking lore and some of the theories that have come out of those games mm. is amazing. Yeah. And that's the thing that always... I know it sounds horrible because I know you guys love Zelda, but the thing that always interests me about Zelda, as much as I enjoy the games, it's the timeline and how everything are and yeah. where what yeah. comes into Theory crafting what. And oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I fucking I love that yeah. side of it. So yeah, I will, we'll definitely get into a lot of that during this series too of theory crafting and timeline placement and all that and lots well, of vehicles that are being built as well on top if of that. We're talking timeline placement, should we talk about the Temple of Time having done the shrines and Yeah. Ending yeah. ending So this after <laughs> after get all the shrines and Kai's sad because you get the three of them and Raru's like <laughs> just kidding he trips you and says psych there's one more you have to go back I kind of wish oh, I kind of wish you open the fucking door he's yeah. like you'll have to do three oh, shrines yeah. to open the door and you're like oh okay I got you bro let me let me do this shit and you do it and you open the door and it's like wow you are the hero of time and then you go and you do the little thing and there's the little like fucking statue from the original game where you know you're supposed to pray for hearts and stamina and bullshit and you're like wow I'm so smart yay I get to leave finally this stupid fucking island and then there's a big ass door that's like a stamina door that takes your hearts away like the master sword <laughs> from the first fucking game and you robber's just standing there like <laughs> fucking loser there's one more shrine you got to go do and i'm just like, why why would you do this to me i think that's called lying by omission because he never technically <sighs> said did you really did you really that. think when you saw the spinning wheels did you really think when you that saw the spinning gonna... wheels that you couldn't go back and do something there like in the room i, I thought like... i thought you were gonna push the door and you're gonna not make it and Raru is gonna offer you the last little orb you need and he's like this is what you need for your heart and then you go so you would prefer if it just gave it to you instead of having to yeah. especially to go back especially to because that shrine. dumbass shrine it sucked dick like it wasn't even an interesting shrine so it was like it was just to make you go back and it was a way for them to introduce fast travel they were like Oh, you can just travel there. I'm like, okay, fucking. Loose. I love and the then, idea of Raru just being like, oh, my bad guy. I forgot there's a fourth <laughs> one. <laughs> there was a fourth one. I knew I, I was knew I was forgetting something. something. And then there's that weird ass fucking, uh, you know, little construct droid uh, that's sitting there. That's like, you need a hundred schmeckles to oh, be gosh, able to so do the idea. well. And you're like, oh Jesus, yeah. I've only I've only upgraded it once. <laughs> I've also only upgraded. You can do a lot because I've seen people that have like their battery bars like this long. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's I mean, a lot. Of, sure, that's I a guess. lot of material though that I just have not found yeah. yet. Well, apparently, I think it just got patched, but there was an item duplication glitch that was pretty easy to do. But I yeah, you know who you know who like, spammed it, Tyler. Did. So it makes sense that he beat the game. Right. Yep. yep. One of so people could just been doing that to gather material. <laughs> he cheated. He cheated. That cheat. That's how he's beating them. Hang an asterisk next yeah, to that beat game. Right, exactly. <laughs> but with all four abilities now in hand, we head towards Zelda, question mark, because Raru told us Zelda's waiting for us in the Temple of Time. So as we walk over there, there is just a glowing light. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is we hear the Fee Skyward Sword noise. Mm -hmm. When Fee's talking to us and all of that, th through Skyward Sword and the Master Sword, we hear that, which is really interesting. Please repair sure, like we, a lot of people got PTSD. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's back. We put it into this glowing light, 
And in doing that, my theory is obviously she's Zelda's back in time. Like it has the same like function as recall. And it looks like the recall light. We put it in this light. It like flashes back and it shows Zelda standing there and she grabs it and holds the master sword there. And that is the end of that cutscene. But I was like, she must've gone back in time somehow. All right. Question for yes, Colby question for the two people who have played the least or not played at all. One, do you care in the slightest what Zelda's up to? And two, if you do, what do mm. you think is going on? Kai does not care. Not even a little <laughs> bit. I I don't think Zelda has done anything deliberate. I think that she is back in yeah. time. Um, and I think it was something to do with that tear that she had and that that has yeah. transported her to a certain period. Um, it'd be interesting if she's like in the future instead of in the past and like that's how she's going to repair the sword interesting i don't i don't know i i guess the the for me the common idea would be that she is with the the zonias and they're going to repair the master sword for her to send back mm. to link for link to slay ganon yeah um um uh, also at yeah. the moment like just purely based off of what i've seen which is up to that cutscene that we've just discussed who fucking knows like it, it's so like yeah. all you really know is My... that zelda's in a different time slash different place yeah. and is not with link yeah my 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 time like theory comes first from recall because you know we're sending things definitely, backwards but it also definitely looks like recall yeah Many times throughout this, Raru talks about almost, you know, referencing or remembering past events that like Zelda's told me a lot about you or Zelda's told me you were a great hero or all these things saying like bringing up past conversations that he's had with Zelda. So it's, it's almost like she track. did go back in time. And they had met and talked and did all these events and everything. It's another bootstrap. She has to go back in time to tell him about Link then he when he Which, meets link he's like oh zelda's told me about you it's a that's why i said what if we had to find ganon to be ganon i will just put it out there <laughs> i fucking hate bootstrap paradoxes right like i i just hand up, i hate them they don't make any fucking sense it, it makes that's no, the point it makes no goddamn sense and it's kind of always kind of feels like a clutching at straws moment it's like well it had to happen for it to happen um right but what you've laid out it definitely looks like some sort of recall because it's got that similar color and everything like you said what you've said in terms of it being a bootstrap and she's gone back in time to rairu makes sense just kind of from the hints yeah. that have been given um yeah i just don't like bootstraps yeah. <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh, but that is the end of this section and our conversation here of the introduction of the Great Sky Islands for Tears of the Kingdom. So we'll go around the table here and kind of gauge everyone's feelings about the game up to this point. So Colby, you're the guest. Let's start with you. How are you feeling about Tears of the Kingdom at this point? I mean, man, I again, I said earlier in the episode, like this is the most like game, honestly, probably since Breath of the Wild that's come out of like... Mm -hmm. Like the, I remember the Thursday, like when the reviews are coming out, people, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like it's the highest rated game on Open Critic or Metacritic or whatever. Like 99s, hundreds, mm. five stars, ten stars, whatever you want to call it. So, 
I'm, I'm trying not to be that. Like, I really am just trying to enjoy the journey yeah. with this one because, you know, like that, I feel like that's the way that it needs to be played and experienced. That said, it really, like, so far, everything that's been said is holding true. Like, this really is the, like, this is the better Breath of the Wild. And I love Breath of the Wild, as the three of you know. I, it's just like uh, the conversation of like, is this, is that game even playable after playing this is going to be a relative thing right. here soon. And, you know, fair, as fair or unfair as that may be, I think it's, I think that's a compliment to Tears of the Kingdom and everything it does well. So yeah. I play games for story. I play games for narrative. Uh, not this one as much. I'm having just as much fun doing other stuff than chasing the yeah. story and being enthralled by that. So I'm not going to say it's the best game I've ever played. Um, it's probably one of my favorites, though, already. Just 15 hours in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've i just had a great time with it. And, you know, hearing that you guys are a bit more optimistic on this one uh, excites me, too, because I think a lot of the Breath of the Wild is a lot more. Looking back on it, is Breath of the Wild perfect? No, not in the slightest. I, I, I don't think I made the case when I was on the show that it was perfect. We won. But, we won. There like, it is. <laughs> the, there, there was things to improve upon for sure, and I think that Tears of the Kingdom has done that so far, like mm-hmm. uh, to, to the best of its ability. So, this is, I, I think, already this is a must-have if you're a Switch fan. Like, even at the seventy-dollar yeah. price tag, you have to own this, and it's definitely yeah. worth the experience. So, I love it. I can't wait to keep playing more of it, and I can't wait to talk about it with guy with podcasters like you and others who seemingly have the same thoughts mm-hmm. as me. So, yeah, that's my take yeah. on it. For the Wild Wolves, so Tears of the Kingdom could run. Literally, which is crazy to think about because, like, Breath technically, of the Wild you had time, to run but... to be able to walk because it's all a bootstrap paradox. Yeah, yeah, maybe you had to run the whole time. Yeah, maybe that's to run. Actually, you had to run. if you if you start Breath of the Wild and you just only walk backwards, it actually just boots up Tears of the Kingdom, and then <laughs> you could have played the game the whole <laughs> yeah. time, but no one tried that. It was there. Yeah. The information was on the card. The it was, whole time, it was there. Uh, Ben, what about you? I know you hadn't played to this mm. point, but you watched through this section. Um, how are you feeling about now hearing us talk about it and going in to start playing this game? I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it purely based off of how much it's built off of Breath of the Wild, right? Like mm-hmm. the, okay, this section there wasn't, but knowing that there's enemy diversity going forward, the idea yeah. of it just being this massive crazy sandbox and I can kind of do whatever I want. Um, Very interested to see to see the whole thing with Ganon because Ganon breaking a Master Sword is is fucking crazy and I know we we touched on it but like Mm -hmm. that's that's wild really. That's like like Thanos breaking Captain America's shield in Endgame. Like that's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, And like it's kind of crazy to to see that happen um and so i feel bad for saying it as much as i am kind of curious about the story and where it goes and everything like i just more want to dick around i just want to fuse shit together you know it's very fun to dick around in this game (laughs) i i feel kind of bad for saying that right because like the appeal of zelda should be the the zelda side of it not mm. the sandbox like realistically the sandbox side and the fusing could be in any game it just so happens mm. to be in a zelda game and it i kind of feel bad that the element of tears of the kingdom that interests me more is the non-zelda part of the game as opposed to the zelda part of the game yeah 
that being said, it is very early on this section. If you play it through start to finish, no Miranda, like no Miranda in it's probably like fucking two and a half, three hours. Like there's nothing. Yeah, it's, it's very short if you just do like a, all the quests and everything. It's a drop like. in the bucket. And so yeah. it will be interesting to see how the law kind of plays out, what happened to the Sheikah um, and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, ca- I guess uh, cautiously optimistic. Definitely feeling mm. more optimistic than with Breath of the Wild. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, for myself, as all of you know, I was very, very excited for this game and it has landed up for me on every point. Ben, to the point of you say feeling bad for like not really being excited for or rather more excited for the exploration and that part than the story i feel like that's valid because in a lot of the zelda games i think even from its its conception the idea was getting lost in exploring and you know there is the story and now we have mm-hmm. this timeline and trying to connect all of that stuff which is exciting for me and important for me but the idea that this game just lets you explore and do things and get lost and have fun, I think that's really the DNA of Zelda. And I think that Tears of the Kingdom has already, just even in this great Sky Island, has really hit home with that. I mean, we have people in our Discord, Neil from MK Podquest, he was saying he didn't play Breath of the Wild and it didn't really seem like something he was interested in. But because of all like the engineering and the building part of this game, he's been he wants to play Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like this has been something that's interested in him because of that. And I think that's super exciting. If you're coming into this game and don't really really care much about the story and the narrative, I I, I again I haven't dived too much into the story, and I'm worried that I might get a little burned by the same thing Breath of the Wild did. It seems like a lot of the events are happening currently, which I do enjoy. But the idea of time travel and almost delegating important um, narrative points to past events is something that I'm kind of worried about. But so far, all the narrative stuff has happened now. There is a sense of urgency, and I've been really enjoying that. But man, is it fun to just explore. And that's why I've barely touched the story, because I've just, in side quests, in things to do, in just crafting and building and see how you can get from point A to point B has just been a, a it's been so much fun. And I'm excited to talk more about this game with you guys and see how the the story actually plays out. That's what I'm really interested in. I guess in kind of just very quickly off the back of that, really the, the engineering is there for you to like build a raft so you can explore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're not supposed to go in and build a fucking monster truck or build like, you know, a cell Build a two-story boat to yeah. only have it sink after you put it in the yeah. water. I, I, and I guess that's kind of the players bringing in that to the game as opposed mm. to the game offering it to the players like mainly right. those those abilities are there to allow the exploration because that was something that was somewhat lacking in breath of the wild just purely because of yeah. the stamina side of stuff so well yeah i was gonna say i'm really curious just how it feels being the developer on that side like giving pillars these like tools and then just seeing what they're doing with them and been like, I have, I would have never thought of that. I would have mm. never thought to do that. I mean, like hell, that I had like that with Breath of the Wild. People chopping yeah. trees down and then stasis in them and using them as fucking mm. missiles to launch across the like. Yeah. I've seen people I've seen like fucking uh, B-52 bombers that they like fly into <laughs> ogres that are like bosses and they just one shot them with this B-52. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. oh my gosh, I I, I love the the Breath of the Wild clips, and I think Colby, you posted a couple of these. Or is where you stay the tree and then talk to the you uh, uh, 
the Yika Clan member, and when they pop up, they just get smacked by the tree after the cutscene happens. <laughs> the best yeah, one I've seen with Tears of is when it was like the clip of Link fusing a Sky Island with Tree Branch and just smashing Ganondorf with it. That was that was <laughs> yeah yeah. Real quickly to Ben's point, then uh, Kai, I'll we'll kick it over to you. Like, but I I am way more into the exploration now, obviously too. But that's also because from a story wise it's hard to care about a character that's never with you and that's Zelda. So yeah, like I get all the stuff happening in the past is like kind of the theme of this storyline for breath of the wild and tears of kingdom. But I, I can't get too invested in Zelda because she's never there. Yeah. Like the most interested I was in Zelda was the first 10 minutes of the game, which she literally the first side. and I, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get every single text box out of you because I know you're going to leave yep. me. So yeah, the exploration is fantastic. This game is really delivering on all those fronts. Absolutely. Kai, take us home. How'd you feel? Okay, I want to be clear. I didn't hate Breath of the Wild. I just wasn't sucking. <laughs> you gave it a dick. seven out of ten. I remember very vividly. Seven seven is good, dog. Seven is great. That I mean is, it's, it's no scale, that is it's good. no horizon zero dog. That being said. Of course, of course uh, not. Uh, of course not. Thank you. Thank you. I I will just clip that and the part where uh he said that it was not perfect, and I will take that. Uh, no, Don't worry, I like. Kai doesn't edit this episode. It won't happen. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I'm never way too lazy released. to do any of that. Um, however, uh, I think it is a very similar opening to Breath of the Wild, and I have a feeling it is going to take a very similar arc uh, and play loop to mm. the original game, which is fine. I think it was successful for a lot of people. Um, exploration is all good and well. I think that balancing exploration and story is something that you need to do, especially in open world games. And like, it seems relatively, uh, I mean, obviously I haven't played a ton of this game, but it seems like they're going to do a pretty, you know, okay job at, at balancing those things. And like, if you're a more story oriented player, you can kind of just focus on the story. If you're someone who wants to explore and build and just like fuck around, that's also there for you. It's a very like, rockstar approach of being able to build worlds that are fun to be in yeah. without having to be so serious about what's actually going on within them and then additionally giving you that story when you want it um the gameplay is fine like once again there are some aspects of it that are going to take some getting used to and some cheesing mm. in a sense to really make work in a meaningful way um but i as someone who is who often enjoys games where there is building aspects and especially like high levels of intricacy with different types of objects that you can build and collect and then like make things out of. That's generally games that I like. Things like Astroneer uh, would be an example of something kind of this level of like it's that it's this taken to an extreme is that game of like having to build fuel cells and then like put yeah. things down. And like this is a very simplistic version of it, but I think it's a more approachable version for a lot of people. Um, I mean, the story's kind of dog water so far, but like it's Zelda. I'm not surprised, you know, they, once again, it doesn't surprise me that they built the entire game and then we're like, maybe we should put a story in it, uh, that, that very <laughs> much tracks. Uh, and I mean, yeah. I'm excited to, to jump in and play through it. I think once again, I'm going to have to compete with the, uh, insane wave of individuals who are going to be like, this is perfect. Um, and I'm sure that I will find faults and flaws in it. Like I do all things because that's what I enjoy in this world. That's why we love you. That's why we. Have yeah. But I think, you know, so far it runs and that is better than 90% of games that uh, hit, I mean, hit the market. So 
Yeah, just <laughs> Pokemon. Like this makes Pokemon look awful. Like Jesus. <laughs> I but did I you see the tweet was... where they've had like six Pokemon games since Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it was like between it was like between Breath of the Wild like, and that's the disgusting. Kingdom, there was like six Pokemon games that have come out in that time <laughs> that's, period. That's like that's the that's... other thing is that so, I can't remember who it was. Someone was like the open world experience of I think it was in our Discord. It was like the open world experience oh, was, of Scarlet uh, and Violet Richard. is better than uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and I was like. Dude, I, I haven't even gotten yeah, to the open he, world part, and I can tell you for sure that you are wrong on a lot of. Yeah, games. because he he was saying you know how to piss off a Nintendo fan, and he's like I th- he's like I thought Tears of the Kingdom was okay, which I was like that's fine. I mean, if you think the game's okay, that's fine. But then he was like the open world in Scarlet and Violet was better than Tears of the Kingdom, and I just didn't respond. I was like that's okay. I don't need to. Oh man, that's that's yeah. We'll just let that. Yeah, they, that. Everyone knows he's wrong. He just doesn't be told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap up this episode. We are craning towards a switch it up lengths of pod at this point. So we'll, <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Oh, here. no. You're not even Colby. close, buddy. This is, this is the half. I know. Point. We're like, this is half time for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Colby, man, thanks so much for coming on. It was a blast to talk Zelda again with you, man. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are great. Keep deserve all the success that's coming your way always a joy to listen oh, and thanks happy to hop on anytime you guys uh see my skills fit so for sure yeah and we'll have all of your links to switch it up pod where you can find them in our description below go check them out they're a great way to kill time because they're long but they're also really good episodes too some really great conversations and hey decent. i was on one of them if you want to hear me talk about I, zelda i was on one of them I was on one of them. You've been yeah. on two of them uh, in recently, but that's right. Recently we, for we us, like Mod and Zelda. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to the end of the episode. As always, next week we are going to be diving into some of this narrative in Tears of the Kingdom. We'll be tackling the Rito Village and all the things that are happening over there right now. And we'll be joined by Nick from Friday Night Gamecast oh to talk about that. Like I said, we are going to try to have guests on every single one of these episodes, so be excited for that. But until then, we love you. We will see you next time with more Tears of the Kingdom. Peace out, everybody. Bye.